Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season five, episode 14, Eye Against Eye. And Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary? Sure. Emma, with help from Manny, tries to cheer up Spike on her separation from Snake, especially as it is Spike and Snake's third wedding anniversary. They call in Caitlin from Los Angeles for some female bonding. Just after Caitlin arrives, Snake returns home just to give Spike an anniversary gift he had purchased months earlier. After Snake leaves, Spike opens up the package to find a sapphire necklace, her birthstone, and although she looks touched by the gift, throws it in the garbage. They also plan a female-only anniversary party complete with stripper waiters. And that's, that's the whole thing. That's it. That's like, that's the whole thing. That's like a fifth grade book report on the B plot. They don't even mention the A plot. That's the entire summary. That's everything that happened. That's the entire the only thing they didn't have is turns out Spike's not over Snake. I, they I don't just, mention Spinner and Linus or Marco at all. Nope. What so, the fuck? So this is my favorite Degrassi YouTube summary. Oh my god! I mean, word for uh, but we found out they're getting why worse. They are. We found out why sapphires were important. <laughs> this summary actually gave us more information than the watching the B plot. I yeah, learned that I, it's her birthstone. I guess it's her birthstone. I guess she's born in September. Like happy birthday, Spike. Whatever. Um, but okay. Um, the episode title is "I Against I." Which is uh, the name of the third studio studio album of the American hardcore punk band Bad Brains. They also have a song called Eye Against Eye from 1986. This album is from 1986. And um, the Wikipedia page says the title, Eye Against Eye, presumably refers to a common Rastafarian phrase, I and I which is used in place of the first-person plural, we, in order to signify the union of the speaker, audience, and jaw, God, in love and peace. So this band is like a American hardcore punk with funk, soul, reggae, and heavy metal band. Is this like the origin of Afropunk? Maybe. I don't know. I know their album Eye Against Die is in the book oh, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Alright. But, yeah, so that's the episode title. <laughs> and I guess it kind of makes sense um, if you think about like it's like not seeing eye to eye and in the whole religious thing. Um... People are button heads in the A plot. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think so. It's like surprisingly fitting. Yeah, which, <laughs> as we all know, does not happen much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start off at this carnival for charity, and the most emo extra I've ever seen walks by. <laughs> yeah. And. Spinner has volunteered for the dunk tank, a.k.a. the dunk the dork, and Jimmy is all about it and is like... It is his dream. It's his dream, and he just threw it, like lobs baseball after baseball, like dunking Spinner a shit ton, and he's like reveling in it. 
And, and he finishes all of them and he's like, whatever, it's for charity. Give me 10 more. Um, and then Marco's like, dude, you have to chill because Spinner is freezing. And then we see Spinner like shivering and Darcy like comforting him. Yeah, with a towel. And then the theme song plays and Spinner's still alone. And then we're back at the cha- at the charity carnival and Spinner and Linus are like walking around handing out Jesus flyers. And he tries to give them to like Paige and Alex, which lol. And then Paige says, may I suggest methadone to kick the Christian habit? And is just like not having any of it. Um, and which I thought was pretty funny. Um, also, Spinner said A at one point. And anytime one of the Canadians says A, it delights me. Because like when Americans do it to make fun of Canadians, it's so forced. But yeah. like when a Canadian does it, it just like slips right in there and it brings me so much joy um and then i think we hop over to the b plot so we see manny and emma oh no manny is um with oh with danny danny and guessing her weight which i'm like why would you do that like why (laughs) would first of all why would either of them choose to do that that is, I know that that's a common carnival game, but it's a terrible game. I don't get it. Like, you could not pay me to go to a guess your weight person. <laughs> or to guess someone else's weight. Yeah. Like, and Danny guesses, like, 140 or something, and Manny is very offended. She's like, maybe if I'm carrying an eight-year-old child. I'm like, do you know how much eight-year-old children weigh? I know. I'm like, I don't know about that. But I'm like, Manny, you don't weigh 80 pounds. Yeah. Like, get it together. <laughs> Um, but okay, fine. But she's offended, and then Emma comes over and like brings her, like leads her away, and she's talk. Oh, and she has like some kind of like fried food, and Manny's like, "Ooh, brownies, brownies." And then Emma's like, "This is not for you. This is for my mom because she's going through a hard time because her wedding anniversary is coming up, and Snake is still gone, and it's a hard time." And then Manny's like, "We should get strippers," and Emma's like, "Shut up, no." <laughs> And that's basically that scene, I think. Pretty much the whole thing. Can we go into fashion? Yes. Well, first I want to talk about the emo extra at the beginning (laughs) because she was wearing like, from what I recall, like hot pink and lime green and black and white and like a skirt with like rip tights or like whatever and, and like... One of those, I don't know. It was just like I saw it and she also had the haircut and I saw it <laughs> and I was like, she looked like this girl, Kristen, that I used to hang out with like in eighth or ninth grade. And it I gave didn't, me a flashback. I didn't see this girl, but it sounds like a time. It was magic. Um, Marco's red bandana headband look is back and he has a matching belt. Yeah, he does. And but just like thank fucking God his cornrows are gone. Like Seriously. praise the God praise the Lord. Praise um, Jaw. <laughs> Spinner is wearing a friendship club shirt. Um yeah. Manny's hair yeah. actually looks good. Yeah, hey, finally. She doesn't have highlights anymore. It's like finally a good cut. It does it, it like it looks fine. Finally. Um she's wearing one of those shirts that was like really popular at this time that was like it had like a glittery flower or something on it, but then like also like the name of a fake team and a little yeah. number. It's like a fake jersey, not yeah. a jersey. It's like a girly jersey, not jersey. And it's it was kind of like limited too. Very limited yeah. too. And that was like a thing that people yeah. wore for a long time, and it's not good. Yeah, I mean, I owned one of those. Sh- I'm sure I owned many of those shirts in like sixth grade. 
Yeah, I um, probably also did in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, Ellie is wearing a jean skirt and leggings because, of course, she is. Of course, she is. With, like, a shirt that has, like, old English lettering on it because, duh. I actually didn't notice any of Ellie's outfits. She's still wearing That's that the only one circle I necklace that I hate but you like. I don't. I kind of like it. I don't know. I like it. I know. I don't know why I hate it because normally I like everything she does. But I hate it for some reason. Spinner's hair is like both fluffy and flat when it's wet and it looks weird. Um, let's see. Oh, Caitlin's hair is blonde again. I think it looks good. I hate her hair blonde. I've really? Just, yeah, I just, I feel like it looks so like bottle blonde. Like it's like too platinum. I bet that's her natural color though. Really? My stepsister has, it looks like it's fake, but it's like naturally like that it's just like almost white blonde that's a hair that's a natural hair color i feel like she's too pale for it though i don't know there's something about it there's something about it like maybe like it looks something like i thought it looked healthier when it was like that reddish color i don't know i like your hair blonde it does look slightly more unhealthy though i'm with you on that yeah um Oh, and then at one point, Marco is wearing like a Britney Spearsy hat over the bandana. Yeah, it's and, not good. And then Spinner makes a nice little jab about his belt, which is crazy when he says, "Does the gay superhero know you took his belt?" Because it's like a fat white. It's like a huge belt. It's crazy. <laughs> and I was like. Yeah. I I missed like the spinner Marco dynamic, especially when they're talking about clothing. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> Them talking about clothing together delights it's me. It's the best. Um Oh, Emma's like gross brown ombre shirt is back. Yeah. Oh, oh. uh Spike is wearing the craziest shirt <laughs> um at the end. It's like light blue. And it's like it like it ha- has like a weird cutout like for the cleavage and like clavicle, but then like the top is just like a strap that has two buttons on it inexplicably. It's so weird. It's very weird. It's a weird shirt. It's a weird shirt. And Marco's Africa shirt is back. And like the ending part of the episode. Oh yeah, when he like, wears the okay. orange hat. Oh, yeah, that beanie is bad. Yeah. Actually, I don't hate the beanie. I mainly don't like it because it just clashes with literally everything else he's wearing. Well, that is his way. Yeah. Um, That's everything I have fashion-wise. That's everything I have, too. All right. So we're at the... Uh, and then we're still at the carnival, and Ellie and Marco start handing out, like, safe sex seminar flyers. And... Then he and Ellie start talking about, like, church, and Marco is, and Ellie's, like, kind of ragging on Christianity, and Marco's like, hey, man, I'm Catholic. And she's like, oh, I mean, I don't think they're very accepting of gay people there. And Marco's like, I mean, maybe it'll change someday. He's, like, hopeful that the church can change, and he's still religious, and he's still gay. And he's like, what, because I'm Christian, I can't be gay? Like, kind of opens an interesting conversation. Ellie is, I, I mean, we all know how much I love Ellie, but Ellie is so, like, rude in the way that only, like, 
a high schooler could be, especially a high schooler who's like, I'm an atheist now. <laughs> exactly. She's like, religion's dumb. And I'm like, Ellie. <laughs> like, I agree generally, but like, also I get it. Like, so like, chill, chill, dude. Like, just be like respectful of other people's beliefs. But like, instead she's but like, epitome, like, because she's not even like, oh, well, I mean, you're gay, though. She's like, but you're gay. And I'm like, <laughs> Ellie. She's like, they're not too accepting of gay people in the church. Like, she's being a little bit condescending. She's being super condescending. Like, he doesn't know. And Marco's like, um, okay, I'm Catholic. I'm aware of this. But I'm hopeful that, like, things are changing. Like, we're living in a progress. Like, we're getting more progressive as the days go on. So it's it's both a fun little conversation and also a peek into, like, hey, remember high school? Um... (laughs) And, and also some real good foreshadowing for later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're inside the school and Spinner and Linus are talking about something. I don't even remember what. Oh, Linus was just, Darcy was like, we raised so much money. Yay. And then she kisses Spinner on the cheek and walks away. All right. And Linus like says a Bible quote at him. <laughs> and Spinner's like, what? And he's like, you did great today, my dude. And then like, because he like doesn't know how to be a real person. <laughs> um, so everything he says makes him sound like a weird robot. Goddamn Linus. Fucking Linus. Um, um, and then. And then. Spinner sees yeah. Marco sitting on the stairs listening to an iPod shuffle, which Yay. like made me so made made me chuckle. I love it, and he looked so cute too. He was just like with his like flip flops and yeah, just like lonely style. I'm like Marco, you're very cute, but also why are you hanging out at the school? Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just like trying to figure out what he wants to do because he's been like ditched by everyone. So like Spinner goes over and is like, hey, like why aren't you hanging out with your people? And Marco's like, Ellie and Jimmy have, like, art shit going on. Paige and Alex have morphed into Palix, and, like, everybody's gone. And Craig is off in Vancouver, like, living it up. And Spinner's like, I mean, we could hang out if you want to. Like, really apprehensive. And then Marco's like, Do you st-? and then Marco, like, kind of waits a little bit, and he's like, do you still like stupid movies? And so I was like, dude, the stupider, the better. And it makes me so happy. Me too. I'm like, you know, I think it's time that we start forgiving Spinner. Or at least trying to. Jimmy doesn't have to forgive Spinner. No. Jimmy never has to forgive Spinner. But like, Jimmy's friends could maybe... I think it's clear... Give it a try. That Spinner has been try. Spinner has been taking responsibility... And he's been working on himself. And has been working on himself. And he's not like, he's not trying to justify what he did anymore. He's just, he's really just trying to move on. Because that's, that's really all that you can do after you do make like a big mistake. You can, like, you just have to like forgive yourself and move on and like hope that others will forgive you too. It's like you can't force somebody to forgive you for something you've done wrong. All you can do is like accept responsibility for your actions, which I think Spinner has done. Absolutely. And also, I mean, it would be different if he was older. And then I'd be like, fuck it, never forgive that guy. But he was like, like he 15. was like 15 or 16 when that and happened. And they were stupid. Yeah. And he was influenced by Jay. Yeah. Which is like things that these people know. But also when you're also like 15. Yeah. It's hard to see that. Like it's, when you're older, it's like, oh, OK, well, I mean, you're dumb when you're in high school and like middle school and whatever, because like 
you're still figuring out how to be a person. Like, you're not dumb. Like, I don't want to call people dumb. But, like, you're still figuring you're still out how to be a like person. developing your brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even that. It's You're also, like, de- I mean, you are. But also, you're, like, developing your social skills still. Mm. Like, you don't, like, it's why little kids are basically total sociopaths. Like, you don't fully know, like, what's cool and what's not. And what, especially when you're a teenager, you're so, like, you have so many hormones and you're just trying so hard that it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, you really should not hold a person accountable for things that they did when they were, like, in middle school and high school when, like, most of your personality is hormones. But I think, like, Marco recognizes that Spinner has, like, drastically changed in some way, at least. Oh, totally. And he's, like, he's now open to hanging out with him again and like kind of seeing what's happening with spinner because he's like oh spinner's all like jesus now like what's going on he seems like he's better like i don't know um so they decide to hang out and i love it which makes me so happy and then we're at emma's house and they're all kind of waiting around and manny keeps talking about how they should get strippers to cheer up the spike and then Emma's like, wait, wait, wait. And then the doorbell rings and Spike is like, what is going on? And she's like, you'll see. I like I brought in reinforcements or something. And it's Caitlin and she's here and it's great. All the way from L.A. We're so excited to see Caitlin, even though she's blonde now and it upsets me. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to know. I want to know what's going on in Caitlin's life. Like, I know that that's not the point, but I'm like. Is she still dating Kevin Smith? <laughs> like, what's going on, Caitlin? God, I hope not. How's your TV show going? Uh, like, uh, are you hanging out with celebrities? Uh, what's your apartment like? Are you saving our environment? Are you saving the environment? Or are you selling out? Do you have a dog now? I bet Caitlin has a dog. Yeah, she seems like a dog person. Right, she seems like she'd have a dog. Like a big dog and like she'd go on hikes with it and stuff. Yeah. Caitlin totally hikes. She lives in LA. She a thousand percent hikes. She definitely hikes. I would watch that spinoff. I would watch the Caitlin living in LA spinoff. Caitlin's Way. Remember that show, Caitlin's Way? It was yes. about like that horse girl. Yes. I but was she obs- was like a rebel. Yes. I was <laughs> obsessed with Caitlin's Way. Like, she had green hair and she liked horses, but not humans. And I was like, I feel like I get you. Like, I was not a horse girl, but I, like, no. I did, like, occasionally ride horses. So I was like, I feel like I understand you. <laughs> and I felt that way about, like, animals in general. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. You have green hair and you're cool and humans are terrible. And she was also a photographer. Oh, was she? Yeah. I don't even remember. And a criminal? I don't know. Yeah, just, she was, like, some kind of delinquent. She was a delinquent. <laughs> she would steal things. <laughs> Um, but I was like, she's so cool. I remember like being really attached to that show, but it was, <laughs> they only had like eight episodes. Yeah. It was not, a, it was a short lived show, uh, which because is why I don't remember pro- a lot of it. Because it probably was not good. <laughs> like, it probably wasn't. <laughs> like I definitely loved it, but I also was definitely like nine. But like, how did Alex Mack last longer than Caitlin's way? Um, Alex Mack was genius. Yeah. Alex Mack was great. But Alex like, Mack was good. She t- she turned, but that show, she turned into, like, a silver blob. I also don't remember a ton about that show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like Alex Mack was just, like, I mean, the silver blob thing is crazy. I mean, <laughs> Ghost Rider was crazy. Ghost Rider! But, like... I loved that show. And, like, 
oh god what was what's the show with the dog that goes into like wishbone Wishbone. i loved wishbone these three shows crazy ass premises but the shows themselves were really good like they were well-written kids shows and they were yeah they were good and interesting whereas caitlin's way is like like soap opera for children <laughs> and not true and it was like i don't know what that demographic was supposed to be i don't know but apparently it was me <laughs> but it like it was not a good show i loved wishbone i miss wishbone i had wishbone pajamas when i was little really yeah wishbone is crazy did you read there was um a thing on the toast that was like the fake pitch meeting for wishbone i probably have read that <laughs> it's so funny wishbone was great the one i remember the most is like the prince and the pauper one but i don't know anyway we're going off into like a weird children's tv tangent (laughs) you guys watch wishbone Uh, i don't know what i don't know if it's on anything was that a pbs show pbs kids probably pbs kids was also just great like arthur remember oh what was it zoom Yes. Loved Zoom. Yes. Come on and Zoom, I Zoom, I Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> I love you so much. I still remember the zip code of whatever their mailing address was. <laughs> it was like, oh, two, one, three, four, or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, our fucking email. fearless leader is getting rid of public access television. Or Zmail. And- Send it to Zoom. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just like. Drowning you out because I don't want to think about him getting rid of PBS or NPR because it makes me sad. Everything bumps me out. Everything makes me sad. Oh you guys, God. everything's terrible. We're going to talk about Degrassi. So then Spinner and Marco go to the dot and like hang out. And Oh, no, they're they're at the movie theater because they oh, went the and theater. they just saw Clown Academy 2. Right, 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 right. To right, which right, right, I say, right, right. weren't they seeing Clown Academy 4 like a few episodes ago? Why did... Is are they just like showing it on the movie screens because it's a classic like they did with the Lion <laughs> King? Like I don't I don't understand. I don't know. Um, I know they do that with movies sometimes, but it seems silly that they would do it with Clown Academy too. <laughs> They're not doing it with like too fast, too furious. <laughs> like how do you know? Um, and then this, I mean maybe they and are. Then this is when they're like ragging on each other, and it's great. And then Marco's just like. I have to ask, like, Friendship Club? What's going on with that? And then Spinner's like, well, at the beginning of the year, none of my friends wanted to talk to me. And I joined Friendship Club. And it's like a family. They're accepting of me. And, like, I found, like, a community. And I was like, Spinner joining Friendship Club, like, a thousand percent makes sense because of where he was. But it still is kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, also Marco makes a comment like he's like, You haven't changed a bit except for your hair. Thank God for that. <laughs> and I was like, Marco, we agree. Same. Yes. We're and all on the same page here. Then and then it's like he and Marco are cool. They're bonding again. Like Spinner missed him. He missed Spinner. I like actually I didn't realize how much I missed the Spinner Marco friendship, but I missed it a lot and I love it. Yeah, me too. It's very sweet now that Spinner has gotten over the homophobia yeah. thing, and because well, that, no, that, yeah, yeah. that was a dark chapter. Yeah. Um, and then we're at Emma's house, and Spike and Caitlin and all of them are talking, and Spike is all sad, and yeah. she's talking about how she like wants to move on, and that she can't forgive 
snake and Manny is still pushing strippers, which is funny. And then and yeah, but it's like I was watching. I was like, this looks like my kind of party. Like there's (laughs) a pity party. Yeah, a pity party. (laughs) There's only four of them. They're drinking wine. Well, Emma and Manny aren't. But yeah, drinking wine, eating brownies. They're drinking wine. They're eating brownies. There's only four of them. And they're mostly complaining. I'm like, that is my ideal party. (laughs) (laughs) That is is most parties I have. Uh, But then Snake interrupts the party and walks in. And he's like, so I ordered this forever ago for our anniversary. And I thought you should have it. And then he walks away and it's really awkward. It's very awkward and really sad. And then and we just like sadly watch him like mope away. And then Spike opens it, and it's a heart necklace made of sapphires, and it's ugly as sin. And she, <laughs> because here's the thing, like heart jewelry is just bad. No, a woman would never buy heart jewelry anything for themselves. No, um, it's just tacky. It is tacky. It's, it's so bad. tacky. It's bad. Um, you know how tacky it is. You know what this reminds me of. This is going to be like one of the trashiest things I've said. Okay, one I'm ready. episode I watched of Teen Mom. <laughs> um, the I think it was Amber. Her like baby daddy went to like fucking Walmart or something and picked up a CZ engagement ring that was shaped like a heart and proposed with it. That is what I think of when I think of heart-shaped jewelry. Excuse and I'm like, you, you're I don't, describing my nightmare. And like, I don't want to like judge people for their tastes in jewelry I do. or like not being able to afford a diamond for an engagement ring. I don't ring. know that I wouldn't judge for. But like a heart-shaped engagement ring? Are you fucking kidding me? Here's I think Mariah thing. Carey also had a heart-shaped engagement Ugh. ring from Nick Cannon. Hard pass. Which is like, I mean, it kind of makes a lot of sense. It's why their it marriage didn't It might have been pink, last. too. But, yeah. That's, that's a very Mariah Carey engagement ring, though. Here's the thing. If you can't afford a diamond, instead of going with the CZ, go with, like, a different gemstone. A different cool gemstone, yeah. My, my boss is, like, a classy lady she dresses well. She's like she has like raised a kid and live in Manhattan money. She and her husband. But she's like not a diamond person and her engagement ring is an emerald and it's beautiful. Ooh, that sounds beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And it has like two I think it has like two little diamonds on the side. Yeah, but the main gemstone. But the main gemstone is an emerald. That is I'm my all advice. about that. I am if all about that. If you are looking to propose and you're like, I can't afford a diamond because fun fact, diamonds are expensive and also like morally ambiguous. Yeah, I was going to say like immoral for the most part, <laughs> unless you're like getting the ones from Canada. Um, They do have that uh, like certified non-blood diamond yeah. kind of diamonds. But like fucking get, get a sapphire. I like a ruby personally. I really like, I love sapphires. Yeah. Like, get I mean, I ideally want the fucking Princess Diana ring, but. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> or now Kate Middleton's ring. Would love the Hope Diamond or whatever, like on my hand. <laughs> the Heart of the Ocean. <laughs> but, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just, like, just like weigh me down with it, but. I like a, a good gemstone. Yeah, but, oh, I'm God. totally about that. We're getting off topic again. We're but talking like, about heart-shaped jewelry. Is it's bad and tacky. It's tacky. Um, don't buy your girlfriend heart-shaped jewelry. No. She will be like, "Oh my God, you're so sweet. Thank you." And never wear it because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway. Anyway, so but she's like, but she's like, sapphires, it's perfect. And then throws and it I'm in like, the garbage. We all know it's not perfect. We all know a man wrote this episode. Um, um or chose that prop. Yeah. And then the next scene, Linus is talking about we're at Friendship Club. And Linus is talking about how he is disgusted by the safe sex seminar that's happening. And I just keep writing, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then Spinner's like, I mean, but they have a right to free speech. And I'm like, thank you for understanding what the First Amendment is, even though you're in Canada. But I'm sure that also applies. And then and then Darcy and then Linus keeps going on about yeah, how they need to do something about it and they need to like like they have a right to talk but so do we and like we have to tell them that this is wrong and then Darcy fucking bless her heart in a non-condescending way says I thought this club was about was about tolerance and respect and I'm like fucking thank you Darcy I love you she's like yeah her whole thing is she's like um that's kind of the point of Christianity is to be like like like, love your neighbor right exactly thank you and I feel like watching this I'm just having like politics PTSD with like everything (laughs) that's going on right now Mm -hmm. because watching these people be like abstinence only and like losing their shit is like it makes my uterus And hurt. talking about how fucking taking abortion off the table is going to make women more responsible. Did you see that goddamn quote today? I want to... Mm, I don't remember who said it, but it made me really angry. Um, anyway. <laughs> That's how I feel. So Darcy is like, what the fuck? And, and we are we're all like, what the fuck? And, but oh, Linus also, is like, yeah, but we need to tell them this is wrong because it's infringing on our beliefs and blah, blah, blah. He's a motherfucker. I hate this kid. I've like never wanted to punch a child more than I want to punch this <laughs> kid. And also he said my favorite line because this is nonsense. It is garbage nonsense. Condoms make kids have sex. Oh my God. And I it gets it. repeated like four times in the rest of the they episode. They didn't even mention Epson's on their poster. It's like, yeah, it's because about having sex. It's about safe sex, you fucking idiot. And then Spinner's like, hey, Marco's my friend. Like, I don't want to do this. And Linus is like, well, he's your friend. So that's why we voted for you to go talk to him. And Darcy's like, hello, I did not vote on this. What are you talking about? And now Spinner's like backed into a corner. And I feel so bad for him because. He is being bullied into doing this because Linus is a goddamn bully who's preying on Spinner's, like, weakness of not really having any friends and being insecure about that. And, like, the reason he joined Friendship Club in the first place was, A, because Darcy, who was, like, his the only person paying attention and being a friend to him, like, brought him into this community, which has, like, filled, like, somewhat of a void in his life. And now... Like, his position in that safe environment is being threatened because Linus is a monster, and he's totally, like, playing off of that and manipulating Spinner, and I hate it. Linus is a dick. I almost don't want to talk about it because I'm so upset with, like, everything that's going on (laughs) in politics right now. Um, I'm just, like, this just feels like an extension, even though it happened years ago and is fictional. Um, but then the next scene, we're back at Emma's house, and Emma's gross shirt is there, and Caitlin is, like, trying to figure out ways to cheer up uh, Spike, and all of them are kind of lame. And Yeah, she mentions face painting and cotton candy, and I'm like, was she also at the carnival <laughs> at the beginning? And then Manny is like, Caitlin, this is what we should do. We should get male strippers, and 
Caitlin's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> and she loves the male stripper idea. And she's like, she'll never be able to keep a straight face through that. And Emma's like, oh, God, this is happening now. <laughs> and Manny is excited. And then the next scene, Spinner goes up to Marco in the hallway and is like, hey, you shouldn't do this. And Marco's like, what are you talking about? And Spinner... And like I at first like you can tell Spinner is really reluctant, but then he kind of clings to the like it's wrong, it's like religiously and morally wrong. You shouldn't do it. And I'm like, oh no, he's just like regurgitating Linus's message. And I was like, oh no, Spinner, stop. And Marco's like, fuck you. I'm like, bye. Stop talking to me. And then, and I and I think this is when he's like, Jimmy is right. I never should have given you another chance. Right. Which like makes my heart hurt. And then Linus and Spinner, like, talk, and Spinner's like, like, you didn't do anything. And then they're in class or something, and Sp- and Marco's on the announcements talking about, like, the seminar again. And Linus is like, you know what we have to do? Like, we have to, like... Oh, no, wait, they, t- they talk Oh, they to go to Miss H. They go to Miss H first, and they're, like, basically, like, giving her their spiel, and she's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. She's and like Spinner's like I thought you were a good Christian. I'm like what the fuck? Like what? And also like Spinner, you have like no leg to stand on here. No, because you're lucky that she's even speaking to you. And she's like, don't make me regret like letting you back into the school. You're walking out thin ice. Seriously. And then like, fucking Spinner, come on, dude. And then I think after this, they're talking about how they they like want to protest. And Darcy comes up to Spinner and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't let Linus do this. He has like, have you noticed his like beliefs are sometimes kind of radical and crazy? And he like cuts her off and he's like he's like whatever Darcy blah 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 and I'm like dude listen to your girlfriend she is being helpful and you are being brainwashed by a crazy person yeah so that you'll like be accepted and it just bums me out something fierce and then they go with the friendship club and start like protesting this did we talk about them talking in class with the announcement I think that's when they were like, we need to do something yeah oh wait they do say one thing during that when they're like we're being discriminated against. Uh, they're making us seem they're making like us the They're making us seem like the bad guys, it's which like, I'm just like. And that's when I wrote, "This is making me sick," because it sounds so much like the rhetoric of like the fucking like far right, like in this country right now. Like, it's because like, you fuck. are the bad guys. You are the bad guys because you're telling people what they can and can't do. Yeah, it's crazy. So then they like take their stupid signs and go into the gym where they're having their sex same or same sex safe sex seminar. And it would be fun if it was a safe sex <laughs> seminar though. And then Marco's like, "What are you guys doing? Like, no, like get your posters out of here. Just leave. Just like leave us alone. We're not like you don't have to engage with this." And Linus is like, "It's like not Christian. Blah blah blah." And then. Marco somehow comes up and he's like, Marco's like, well, I go to church too. Like, leave me alone. And then Linus is like, oh, they let you in. And Marco's like, excuse me. And he's like, and then he calls him the F word. And it's like a whole fucking thing. And then Marco. Like, also, Marco calls him a bigot, which has made me happy. Yes. Um. Oh, but the, um, I, 
two things before we get to the really fun fight. <laughs> um, when Spinner's talking to Darcy, he goes, I answered to someone higher than Miss H. And she goes, who, Linus? Yes, it was perfect. Which delighted me. Um, and then also, when uh, Linus calls Marco the F word, um, you can tell how uncomfortable the actor is with saying that. <laughs> he, like, there's, like, a noted pause, and he, like, kind of, like, just strangles it out of his mouth, like, and I'm like... Which makes me kind of happy. Me too. I'm <laughs> like, I feel you, dude. I was like, I, I was like, it's not great acting, but I like you a lot more now. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then, like, as all of this is happening, Spinner is getting, like, more and more uncomfortable with the situation. And then, as soon as, like, Linus calls him the F word, um, Marco's like, oh, excuse me, no, you did not. And he starts, he, like, pounces on Linus. And I was like, yes, Marco beat his ass. It reminds me of, oh, what is that guy, that report, that stupid, like, racist right-wing reporter who got punched in the face this oh weekend. my god oh you mean the literal nazi yeah the literal nazi yeah i can't remember his he name. got punched in the face it was fucking oh, awesome anytime i feel bad i just like watch all the videos <laughs> of that like happening over and over again like yeah violence not really the answer but it's like but like that's justified no i'm always literal nazi who punching got nazis. like oh my god are you fucking kidding punch me? nazis every day and then and then Spinner intervenes, and he's like, Linus, you need to fucking leave, basically. And that's the end of that scene. And then we're at Spike's house, and, like, they're having, like, a girl's, like, gathering at the house. And then the strippers get there, and they straight up, they look straight out of Chippendales. They have, like... The collars with the bow ties and the underwear. It's and it's so hilarious. Funny. They're passing out like food. Like one of them has chips and the other <laughs> one has sushi. And I'm like, what is this menu? <laughs> and then like one guy. And dessert the- comes out right away. And I don't <laughs> understand. So then the guy wheeling out the dessert is like dressed in a chef's deal. And then he takes off his clothes and he takes off his hat. And then Spike's like, oh no. Because he like kind of looks like snake i guess like if you squint in your eyes <laughs> yeah and he's like do you not like chocolate and she's like no i love chocolate you just, you just look, look like, like somebody yeah and i'm like okay and then that's the end of that scene <laughs> and then um also they let manny and emma hang out with the strippers which i was like cool <laughs> <laughs> this is fun i mean it was manny's idea that's fair um but it's a lot different than like the last time we saw a stripper on the show <laughs> That is true. Like these, like I feel like with male strippers, it's like whimsical. Yeah, right. You know, and like and like almost ironic. And then like with female strippers, it's like, which might just be a sexist. It could thing. be a double standard. thing. It could be a double standard thing. But it also might just be, like the way that like men and women react with like that kind of thing. That kind of. That kind of thing in sex. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I'm, and it might just be, like, stereotype that, like, women aren't necessarily like, oh, baby, let me yeah. see that naked man. I'm super into it. But also, it. it's, like, when, uh, like, men are surrounding a woman who's, like, they're, like, in a position of power over this, like, woman they've paid to undress for them. That's, like, a creepy, scary thing. But it's, like, when it's reversed, it's... Like Delightful. it's it's kind of like the same thing as like there's no such thing as reversed racism because you're still 
as like a white person, you still hold like the privilege and that kind of position of power. Exactly. It's kind of like the same thing, but with, there's like it's like hard to have like reverse sexism, you know. Totally. In that kind of situation. In that situation specifically. Because sexism does kind of exist for men. It's more like toxic masculinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Which is just another branch off of the patriarchy. (laughs) Um, We're doing great. So, and then then Spike freaks out because the stripper looks like her husband. Um, And like he kind of does. Like 20 years ago and if you squint. Yeah. And he has hair, so that's also hair. making it hard for me. He we never looks a little bit more like a model than Archie does. Like like a weird model though. Yeah, like yeah, like, like a, a weird goofy guy face model. model. Yeah. Yeah. Like a model that you'd be like, I think he's attractive, but I can't tell. Like a runway model more than like yeah. a catalog. He has model. like those like deep set, like dark circly eyes. Yeah. Anyway. So then we're at the dot and um, Darcy is talking to Spinner and Spinner is like, I'm sorry. He like gives her a study. He's like, it's on the house for even like entertaining the idea of speaking to me again. And she says another thing. Darcy has a lot of great lines. Yeah. In this. She says, I'm getting, uh, she says, I'm getting used to forgiving you. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's kind of sweet, but kind of like, oh, true. <laughs> it's like, maybe you shouldn't get too used to it. <laughs> um, and then she's like, you should go over and talk to Marco. You should, uh, like, you should try to apologize. Like, what, what is there to lose? Like, you should do it. And he's like, okay. So then he walks over to Marco, who's sitting at a table with Ellie and Jimmy. And um, Jimmy makes some kind of comment. And Spinner's like, shut up. And then he's like, I don't care. Like, whatever. And then he's like, Marco, I, like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't, like, Linus is an idiot. I'm never talking to him again. Either he's leaving the friendship club or I am. I just want to let you know that I'm sorry. And and Marco's like, I don't care what you do. Yeah. I'm and, done. And Spinner's like, I know I messed up and I'm really... Like, he makes a very genuine apology. He does. It's sweet. And it's very sweet. And he's like, I'm... Like, I just want to let you know I am very, very sorry because I, I, it, it makes me sick that I, like, that I made my friend feel this way. And... Then, real quick, we hop over to Spike's house again, and it's like, oh, what do you know? She's not over Snake. Okay. <laughs> We're all shocked. Yeah. I'm like, of course. And they all look so surprised. I'm like, you know they've been broken up for like five minutes, yeah. right? She's like, I'm still in love with him. They're, they're still like, married. <gasps> and it's like, this like just happened, obviously. They're still they married. They have a child together. Yeah. yeah. Like... Of course she's she's like loved him since high school. Of course yeah. she's not like suddenly over him. Yeah, it's not like you're turning off a light. Um so then that's the end of the B plot and then we're back and Spinner's like sitting outside of the dot and Marco comes up to him and they have a little conversation and, and Spinner is so so broody. He's so sad. He's just brooding on that, like, highway divider or whatever. Yeah. And then... And then Marco's like, you really are just lost, aren't you, Spinner? And Spinner's like, yep, I really am. And, like, Marco puts his hand on his shoulder, and I go, oh, Marco's the best. And then it ends, and I'm like, I guess he forgave him. (laughs) Maybe. And that's the episode. He's on his way to forgiving him, probably. Yeah, and it's like, oh, poor Spinner. He's just a little lost boy. He really is. Um, so that's the episode. Um, we found a YouTube comment. Um, so we have uh the YouTube comment from I want to say it's Gyro 
Babadia or Yairo Babadia? We're going with Yairo. Yairo Babadilla? <laughs> I'm going with Yairo Babadia. Yeah, that sounds right. One month ago. What the hell is Toby going to do with them condoms? Duh fuck. Oh, yeah, because Co- Toby was all about the free condoms that they were handing out at the same uh, safe sex seminar. Yeah. Oh, wait. And then the response was from Moist Potatoes, which is a <laughs> great name, four days ago. <laughs> and he says the last word in that sentence. Which is fuck. Which is hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, So both of those things are very funny because also Toby is never going to have sex. Maybe oh, ever. Oh, Toby. Oh, Toby. Hey, Panthers. So this is Holland a day later from recording this. And it turns out Kelsey and I just totally skipped over doing our normal segments like Spirit Squad Captain, Ship of the Episode, and Moral. So as I'm editing, editing this, I'm just going to like pop it in there. Um... Uh, via me and Kelsey's text messages sending that she sent to me this morning after we realized we didn't do this. So, for Spirit Spot Squad Captain of the episode, um, I am going to go with um, Marco for standing up for what he believes in and whether it be his religion or his sexuality or like preaching about safe sex and how to do that and for standing up to stupid stupid Linus and also for like forgiving Spinner and giving Spinner another chance because that's a cool thing to do and Kelsey said Darcy slash Marco slash Caitlin whichever one you don't choose so, I don't know what her reasoning behind any of those would be, but I'm assuming Darcy for being a goddamn gem and giving great advice to Spinner and just being, like, a constant great person. And probably Caitlin for, like, coming all the way back to Canada from L.A. to comfort her friend who's going through a hard time. Um, ship of the episode is obviously Darcy and Spinner, uh, and Kelsey agrees. Just because they're great. And again, Darcy's a great person. And Spinner and Darcy are cute as fuck. Um, and then moral of the episode. Kelsey says, be true to yourself and your beliefs. And don't cater to peer pressure from anti-choice, out-of-touch dickbags. And I gotta say, I agree with that. And I don't really think there's that much else to say about it. So without further ado, um, I'm putting this back into... <laughs> the episode into grapevine and all that jazz so we have a few grapevines we have a fantastic email (laughs) it brings me all of the joy it's amazing it's from rita it's super super long so we are definitely not going to be able to read all of it but we're reading our 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 favorite snippets yeah um i i'll guess i'll read one of my favorite parts first she is commenting on the road trip and she's like yeah that's really unrealistic and then she kind of jumps off of when we were talking about going to graceland and she just says graceland i would love to go there i am obsessed with priscilla presley but i've looked at graceland on google earth and it just doesn't look that large also john stamos narrates the tour videos and i can't stand him (laughs) and that just made me chuckle um and then also 
um, the company I work for, we do an Elvis Presley magazine and we work with Priscilla and she's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And her she has a great email address. She has a great email address. The word Raven is in it and she uses a very outdated server. I'm not telling you which one it is, but it's great. I because I also used to work on that magazine yeah. and it was a delight. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, and then she says in regards to our promised rings conversation, yes, they're pre-engagement rings. At least where I live, everyone wants to do these things. Like people my age, 20 to 24, want to be engaged, but like they're not ready for that. So they do promise rings. I guess to be honest, it kind of means they won't fuck other people besides each other. But like usually people in pretty unstable relationships are rocking these. <laughs> At least the people I know. Rita, those are also the people that I know that rock promise rings or or get married when they're 20 are usually the people in the least stable relationships. Oh, totally. Um, that is kind of how it goes. Um, and then she said, someone has a promise watch. I... <laughs> <laughs> Which is like is a promise watch. I don't know, but I love it. Also, then she also talks about the mural from the episode where Jimmy was like painting the mural. <laughs> She's like the mural. Who really painted this? Like someone had to make that set, and I don't think it was the actors. What do they do with it? Can I have it? <laughs> Which is same. I don't know what happened with that. I I also would like to have it. I want to have Ellie's face on my wall. Um, <laughs> she she's also the one who uh, requested oh, she, the anti the ship the anti ship, and she loved it because I did a fantastic job. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, anti fix anti ships are my new favorite. Um, but she's like, so on that note, I would definitely meet Manny in group counseling. I wish I could find a good one. I love that I'm like a spy. In Holland, I'm freakishly strong. I think under the right circumstances, I might be able to drag Peter's body. <laughs> He's tall but pretty slim. Maybe weighs like 160 pounds. I'll wheel him on a skateboard. <laughs> and then- Pure perfection. <laughs> Pure perfection. <laughs> Rita, we love you. Rita, you're my favorite. And this email is great. And it's, it's, ver- it's like it keeps going. It's so good. Also... <laughs> She says, Towers, where are you at? Track him down and get him on the show, which is a great idea. But, like, I have no idea how to find him. Like, uh, agreed. Um, and then, oh, also, in regards to the Mexican van- vacation that uh, Snake offers, she's like, I'm a little twisted. I'd go on the Mexican vacation and start the drama there like an episode of Real Housewives. I need a vacation <laughs> desperately. Rita, same. Uh This email was a delight. Can you write to us again? I love all of it. It made me so happy. And she called us queens. She started it off. Hi, Hi, queens. queens. (laughs) Oh, my God. If someone could just call me queen forever, I'd be so happy. Oh, my God. She's great. She's also been commenting on, like, all of our Instagrams. um, Which we appreciate. Which we appreciate. Engage with our content. We're just doing our best. (laughs) I'm trying. Let me see if I can find any great. Um, comments from her on here just real quick because I know she like when as soon as we got our Instagram she like commented on like every single photo that we did but let me see I can't find it it's too far back but I appreciate it thank you so then we have we just have like one tweet to read because we didn't have a ton. And in regards to the last episode, uh, or the Lexicon of Love episode, when my sister Allegra was talking about how Peter reads YA and how he's, like, awful, 
And then Cody, who is a YA author, tweeted at us and she's like, hey, now, as a YA author, I resent that Peter comment. And then Alaka's like, I didn't mean to offend. I tried to specify the bad YA. Every genre has stinkers. And then Kelsey just responded, Peter reads Twilight, which is great. Which is, I'm sure, a real fact. Oh, totally. I've He's accepted trying this to embody canon. Edward Cullen. Which is like, why? Nobody, you should, nobody should try to embody that, like, Stockholm Syndrome of a boyfriend. Anyway, that's all we have for Grapevine. So thank you, everybody, for tweeting at us and sending us emails. If you would like to be featured on Grapevine or have any questions answered or have us, like, fawn over your, you, like, blowing up our egos, you can tweet at us at Pod. We're also on Instagram at DegrassiPod, where we just post, we basically just repost memes that my sister Allegra makes for us, sometimes behind the scenes things. Um, We'll post whenever a new episode goes out. Uh, We are also on Tumblr at whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on SoundCloud, where you can also comment on the episodes or send us messages there. And we're also on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, if you could subscribe and rate and review us, that would be really, really awesome. It really helps us get noticed. And if you leave us a review, then we will make up a fanfic for you uh, set in the Degrassi universe. It can be like a romantic fanfiction. It can be an anti-ship fan fiction that we did for Rita earlier um it was a delight it was amazing like whatever your heart desires if you have any like preferences or get want to give us any direction stick it in the review we are happy for any and all suggestions and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at holland tacular and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at kel sucks with a z at the end and Holland, what are you going to recommend to the good people of the internet? Um, aside from donating to a number of places that deserve it, I'm also just going to <laughs> to something to distract you from that. I discovered an amazing Tumblr today. <laughs> um, I believe it's Emily's Comics Tumblr.com, but let me like confirm that. Oh, is this the background Slytherin thing? Yes. I read every single one of so those. So did I. Emily's Cartoons. So it's Emily's Cartoons. Yeah, com. She almost exclusively does these web comics about being a background Slytherin. And it it's so amazing. And it's hilarious. And I love it. And I read like all of them today. And you should check it out because it's great. Love it. Um, I'm going to recommend, uh, I, mm, well, first I'm going to say, uh, uh, an organization that interests you and is important to you. Holland and I recently joined, uh, now the National Organization of Women, uh, specifically the New York chapter. Um, they do a lot of great work. So if you want to look into them, you should do that. They have, uh, they're national and they have like ones everywhere and if you're not in the u.s then look into like whatever's the equivalent of that in your country um or something similar and i am going to recommend an actual thing that hasn't actually come out yet um but it will soon and it exists 
It's called Big Time Dicks, and it's <laughs> um, the new Jezebel podcast, Ooh. Um, and it's about shitty, shitty politicians and their shitty, shitty politics. Oh, my God. I'm subscribing to that, like, ASAP. It's going to be great. It has not started yet, but the introduction was amazing. Um, so, Big Time Dicks. Do it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. You're going to like it a lot. It's it's uh, based on... They have, like, a segment on their site... That's like, I think it's called like big time, small time dicks or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I read one of those posts today. <laughs> they're good. They're really good. Um, But they're like, well, now all of the like small town big assholes are like actually like the same personalities as the people that are way too high up for these personalities. Oh, yeah. So they're just like now everyone's just big time dicks. And it's going to be really great. So subscribe to that podcast. All righty. Well, that is all we have for today. So thank you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.